0: Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church and School Right here in the heart of Chicago I pray that you find hope and peace In the message of Christ and Him crucified For you in your life right now Thank you for listening And please, if you'd like to support the mission going on right here uh, Please go to our webpage stjames-lutheran.org To donate Thank you Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. This week, this really struck me reading this episode of this woman at the well, we call it the woman at the well episode, that if all the things Jesus does, can do, did, all the miracles he could do the raising of the dead the feeding of the five thousand the walking on the water right all these cool things that jesus did in chapter two turns the water into wine she is amazed and blown away about this that's the one thing she remembers That's stuck in her head that jesus told her everything she ever did is that interesting And when she goes to the Samaritans, to her hometown, to brag about this Jesus, that's what she comments on. She doesn't say anything else, but simply this, he told me everything I ever did. That convinced her he was the man, the Messiah, the savior. And that is what she wanted to tell others. Isn't that weird? What does that mean? She's blown away that Jesus knew her, everything, knew who she was and that she existed. And he knows who you are too. Look at this story here. It starts out, uh, John tells us that Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sicar. Uh, near the field that Jacob so it connects us John wants us to see this the field of Jacob who is the father of Israel by the way and it was given to his son Joseph this field and his well that he dug himself was there as well but it's in what we now call what they called Samaria because after Jacob made this well the people of Israel were broken up They fought against one another, and eventually the northern tribes were taken over by Assyria and blended in with their religion and people. And they both hated each other by Jesus' day because the Jews thought these are half-breeds, and they screwed up the real religion, and they've got some of the good stuff, and they added their own thing, and they're all messed up. And they were. And the Samaritans hated the Jews, etc. racially, religiously. And here's Jesus kind of going through enemy territory. You didn't travel through Samaria. You went around it. It kind of cut into Israel. But he's tired. I love this. This is like a Harry Met Sally sort of thing, OK? He's tired. And so he sits beside this well. It's about the sixth hour john says what else happens on the sixth hour john 19 jesus is crucified so remember that these aren't by chance john's giving us these times so here at this point though jesus just tired he's resting and there came a woman of samaria to draw water Didn't know jesus was there it's the sixth hour it's noon it is hot people don't work during the time they take a little break off right a little siesta because of the heat of the day and go back to work get some work in the morning take some time off later you don't go out it's fairly quiet but here comes this woman coming when she assumed nobody else was around to get some water by herself now with other friends not with a husband, alone. And they come and a relationship begins. Jesus sees her and says, hey, give me a drink because the disciples are gone getting getting food. And the Samaritan woman says this, how is it that you a Jew are asking me, a Samaritan, for a drink. Because it's so shocking to her. But I want you to think about this in many different ways. It's shocking because she's a Samaritan and he's a Jew. It's shocking because she's a single woman by herself and he a man and shouldn't be seen together back then, right? People might talk. I can't believe you're talking to me. On many levels, she was used to people not talking to her, we're gonna find out, avoiding her. And she was used to probably bad relationships with men as well. The whole event is unusual for her. Give me a drink, Jesus says. And then Jesus says this, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that's saying this to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. She's interested in this. She says to him, "Uh, you don't have anything to draw water with. Where are you going to get this living water from? Are you greater than our father, Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself. She's connecting this to the Old Testament and to Jacob, right? And Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, right? Just plain water. You're gonna be thirsty again. It's not gonna last long. It's gonna feel good for a little bit, but you're gonna be back here again, and you're gonna be back here again at the well in the middle of the day by yourself, sneaking around. But the water I give you will swell up into you as a spring, and you'll never be thirsty again. Now, there's a conversation of just pure thirst going on, but there's something deeper going on here too, isn't there? Because the woman hears this, and what does she say? She says, sir, give me this water so that I won't be thirsty or have to come here like this to drink water. So that water, the idea that she could have something and never be physically thirsty again was pretty powerful. I'll never be thirsty again, it'll satisfy that need. I'll never have that hunger, that pain, that sense of withoutness, that fear that I might not survive. But it's also deeper than this. I won't have to come here because she's there because she knew it was the only time she could be outside and not be maybe made fun of or seen or pointed fingers at because as you'll see in a second she'd become a little bit of an outcast she wasn't maybe an accepted part of her society she was in the shadows with other people and man if she didn't have to go out in public that would be awesome because it's it's shameful. And it's a little embarrassing. And Jesus points it out. Look at this. Jesus says, Well, yeah, great. Go call your husband. And she says, I don't have a husband. Which is, in, in many levels, a sad thing. Like, doesn't have a person, doesn't have a friend. Again, she's by herself. That's not normal. Something has challenged and broken this woman. No husband and no friend. And Jesus says, You are right in saying that because you've been married five times. Now that's crazy today. And now the person you're with, the guy you're with, you're not married to. So that's a broken relationship. What kind of relationship is that? To live with somebody and not have any commitment by them. Holy cow, stinger. Jesus, you know what I mean? He goes in hard what's he doing a couple things sure I think we want to oftentimes want to say like he's pointing out her sins and I think for sure she obviously has messed up some relationships married five times or something broken about her right how do you do that and today we would say right if you do some maybe some of out there's like that that many times it's like some people just aren't good at being married <laughs> it's just how it is and maybe it's her but also i want you to understand it probably also was other people she's been moved around and tossed around for sure there's no way this is just purely her screwing up these relationships in first century palestine she has been let go not good enough not good enough as a wife found somebody else i'll bet you that's what she's feeling She's the abuser, but she has been abused and misused, and now she's with some guy who's just using her. And everybody knows happening. She's the woman. Woman not good enough to stay married. Who knows why, all these things. But how ugly is this? And how ugly she felt that she has to sneak out and get water when no one else is around and what a surprise (laughs) she didn't get all gussied up to meet the savior she had no clue this was going to happen and there's jesus meeting her with everything out and when jesus points out this brokenness of her life she tries to hide it because that's what she's used to doing hiding it and pretending Sneaking around. And what does she do? Look what she does. He points this out to her. She doesn't even respond. She says, she, She's used to doing this. Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. So he compliments him a little bit there. Let's get the topic off me and let's put it on something you probably like. And you're a prophet, kind of a nerd. Let's talk about worship. And so she goes on and says, the, uh, Then she goes on, Our fathers worshiped on this mountain. He's talking about in Samaria, not Jerusalem, but you say that in Jerusalem, you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming, and listen to this, when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship. And we get a sign of inclusion that he's bringing this broken woman who's been thrown out of a many of a house That she's a part of his life and a part of Israel and a daughter of Jacob you're gonna worship somewhere else she says you worship what you do not know samaritans we worship what we know for salvation is from the jews but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the father in truth for the father is seeking such people to worship him god is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth it's the same word by the way spirit is not spontaneous do whatever you're feeling spirit does not equal feeling by the way very important spirit does not equal invisible or immaterial Spirit equals divine and it equals truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. He was called Christ, and when he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I'm speaking to you, am he. I love this because he doesn't start out by saying, I am the Messiah, bow down to me. He's just having a conversation with a woman who probably hasn't had a conversation like this yet having a conversation with a female i really mean this with no sense of flirting or no sense what can i get out of you or no sense of vulnerability she's by herself, and he's a man and no sense of putting her down i'll bet she has not experienced a conversation like that just with another human being let alone a man ever doesn't introduce himself as god but just hangs out with her. And clearly in his conversation, really knows her. And she thought nobody knew her. Nobody knew what she was thinking or feeling or what she's been through. And she didn't want him to know, because it's embarrassing. Christ knew her, who she was what she had done, the good and the bad, and didn't reject or condemn, but hung out with and conversed, she leaves this amazed. And that's what sticks in her head. God knows me and everything. And he gets it. And he still hung out with me and loved me and talked to me and offered me living water. I love this. Look at what happens next. When his disciples came back, they marveled that he was talking with a woman, but no one said, because they, they've learned not to ask Jesus questions. What do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? Usually, actually, it's pretty smart of them. Usually they ask something really dumb and Jesus nails them. So the woman, look at this, verse 28. So the woman left her water jar and went away into town. The life of shame and hiding and loneliness and disconnection, she leaves it there with Jesus. And she goes into town. And says, Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? Wow. Christ knows you. He sees you. And he knows your deepest fears. And he knows you when you're the worst and the ugliest. All of you. But does not reject, doesn't accept, like, oh, who cares? Good Lord. That's not just. But forgives and walks with you because he sees you face to face because he came in the flesh and sees you man to man or man to woman person to person to your face and has lived it and knows it he knows you so when you wonder about whether you're totally known by god i mean all of social media it's all about being known people Want it just to be known they just want people to know they exist and so you get people living in basements of their moms writing blogs right and posting comments on cnn stories right i am i exist is what they're saying i'm important well that doesn't work but jesus saying i know you that works you are important to him this woman was you are and later on the same Jesus surprises somebody else just like that woman came sneaking out in her shame to the well and surprise there's Jesus here is the thief on the cross on the cross on display you couldn't get a lower part of your life right people see you're guilty you're gonna die you can't hide from that he looks over and there is Jesus and what does the thief say remember me would you remember me because he probably never felt remembered by anybody in his whole life and you know what everyone's gonna remember him as the jerk as the thief Jesus will you remember me and what does he say today You're not a thief, you're not a murderer, you're not a sinner, you'll be with me in paradise. Friends, Christ knows you, loves you, forgives you, and welcomes you into the children of Abraham, to the well of God, and to the family. And today we eat and drink at the same table of our Lord, his forgiveness, his body and blood together. And he knows everything about you. You don't need to hide it. All of you is forgiven. In Jesus' name, amen.